Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part, intimate, true stories about the end of life, afterlife, and more. Call in to share your own story on the air. The number is 516-666-9881. I'm Dave Maroff, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Here are your co-hosts, Summer Bacon and Liz Johnson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, live from Sedona, Arizona, from wherever you are listening in the world, welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. I'm Summer Bacon. And I'm Liz Johnson. We are the proud sponsors of Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary. Hoofs and Horns is located in beautiful Picture Rocks, Arizona. To learn more about them and the wonderful work that they do, go to their website, at www.hoofsandhorns.org. Thank you so much for joining us today for our premiere radio show. This show is the result of our fascination with all things paranormal. Ghosts, angels, out-of-body experiences, <laughs> near-death experiences. Things that go bump in the night. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, whenever Liz and I get together, we just we always end up sharing stories about uh, all kinds of things that have happened to us, ghost stories and um, end-of-life stories, things like that, that have been really rather magical and uh, sometimes aren't the kind of things that people normally talk about in exactly. our in our culture, you know. So, um, so one day I was, you know, we were sitting around having coffee, and I said, I said, you know, we this is what we always end up talking about all the time. And I said, so maybe we should do a radio broadcast. And I said, let's do it. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we've both been uh, spiritual teachers for decades. Yeah, we have. And it's, it's been a, a wonderful, rich experience to be able to not only teach what we know, but learn from others and their experiences that they've had. Yeah. And that's part of why we wanted to do this show, so that we could hear your stories and your experiences and how it's impacted your life. So please call us at 516-666-9881. And it looks like oh. we have a caller. Woohoo! Let's see here. Oh. Yep, that would mean that we'd have a caller. Yeah. Call alert. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, we've got a caller. We've got a 949. Um, let me see, I'm going to take you live here. And 949, can you hear me? Area code 949, you're live on the air. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Well, Hi. we're traveling. We're on our way to Sedona as we speak. But oh. we called in so we could hear Oh, okay. All right. Well, so you don't have a you don't have a, um, a story for us this morning, then? No, no. We called in to listen to other people's stories. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, nine four nine. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> that is cute. And we have another caller on the line. Yeah. Okay. And six three one area code. Uh, you're live on the air. Hello. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Hi. How are you? <laughs> good day. How are you doing? Uh, good, my name good. is Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Uh, Hi, Sydney. 
Hi, how are you doing? Um, I noticed your show. I'm I'm a researcher and I'm a, an author and I make uh, mobile apps. And I was um, I study science and I've I've come to uh, some conclusions that um, psychic abilities in humans scientifically do exist. That um that you know I, I get a lot of opposition for that <laughs> you know scientifically you know a lot of yeah, other scientists try to uh, you know uh, ridicule but using the scientific method I you know it science points towards that and also experiences what what I noticed that I don't know if it can be called a coincidence because it doesn't seem to be a coincidence like one story is um. Just the other day, I I usually buy extra large eggs, you know, organic eggs. You know, I'm, I'm a vegetarian, even right. though I eat eggs. But I would go to the store and I would pick up two dozen, and then you know, every you know week and a half, two weeks, I would go back. And the other day, I accidentally bought the large brown eggs and the extra large. So I had both, but I didn't know it until I finished the first dozen. And then when I got to the second dozen, I noticed the large ones were actually better. The eggs were a little smaller, but they were, um, you know, when you crack them open, they were cleaner. You know, they didn't have any uh, impurities as much as the um, the extra large ones. So uh -huh. I said to myself, you know, I said, you know what? I said, you know, being greedy and wanting the extra large and, you know, because I had to be honest with myself. I said, you know, I was always getting these eggs that had a lot of impurities that I would have to scoop out before I scrambled them because I'm not going to eat these, these things, you know, that I see in there that I know, you know, are impurities. But that entire dozen of large eggs were, were clean. And I said, wow, look at that. So I went to the store last night to, you know, specifically, I said, okay, I'm, I'm only buying large from now on. And as I, you know, there was a guy there that works there, and he was, you know, funny enough, stacking something right in the area where the large eggs were. And there were no extra large eggs available, so I had to get where he was. So I waited for a second, you know, um, courteously. You know, I didn't want to, you know, ask him to move out the way because he's working. And yeah. uh, even though the store would, you know, tell the guy to move out the way, but I don't agree with that. I agree with the customer. You know, I always help bag and, you know, I, I, you know, I understand what it's like to work labor and to, and to not have and to have. So to just, you yeah. know, give you that respect. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so um, he, you know, he looked at me, you know, he goes, Hey, how you doing? I was like, how you doing? So before I could say anything, this is what is not the coincidence. It's just amazing. He turns to me and he says, hey, do you know, these are the best selling eggs that our store has. The, the large, so I, I looked at him and I said, wait a second. It's, you know, the eggs that I'm reaching for right now, the large eggs, you're telling me these are the best uh, eggs that the, that the store sell. I said, funny enough, I came here specifically to get these eggs because I think they're better than the extra large eggs. I noticed it, you know, and I told him, I said, and, and before I could say anything, he goes, yeah, he goes, isn't that funny? You know, like, like, in, like in a way I felt like not, not totally like I was in the Truman show. I don't know if either of you have seen that movie, <laughs> the Truman show. 
but it really, I mean, come on, you know, you look at that and, you know, being that I explained the story from, you know, the day or two before to, to both of you, and now you see it, it's like how, you know, for other scientists to just totally dismiss that or even just regular people who don't study science, you know, yeah. Sydney, thank thank you so much for sharing. And I'm so glad you're, you're doing that kind of research too, because, you know, it is it is a very real thing for the people who experience these sorts of things uh, psychically or uh, you know seeing ghosts and things like that. It's very real for them, and uh, not something that really should just be swept under the carpet, but rather studied and understood because it's all frequency. It's really all about our ability to tune ourselves like an instrument to hear and feel and see things that others can't hear and feel and see. Like you cannot see the sound that's coming over this radio right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's, it's all about the, the, the invisible in so many ways, but there's lots of those things in everybody's lives. Absolutely. So, there are thanks. no coincidences. Yeah. But thank you so much yeah. for coming on and sharing your story. And thank you for letting us know who you are. Thank you so much, Sydney. Have a great day. And uh, it looks like we have another caller from... Uh, the 520 area code, and we're going to take you live. Hi, uh, you're on the air, 520 area code. Are you there? Are you there? Hello? We cannot hear you. Um, we may come back to you. I'm going to go ahead and mute you, but I we may come back to you. We just cannot hear you. I'm not sure uh, sure where you went. on there? Okay, we've got one from 928 Area Code, and we're going to... Hello, 928 Area Code. You're live and on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So, welcome. Welcome. Many paranormal activities. I have belonged to a couple of paranormal research groups. I became fascinated with the paranormal while I was still a nurse because of an incident that happened in the in the ICU I was working in, but I kind of didn't think, I didn't, I didn't think a lot about it until the ghost show started. And I thought, oh, you know, no. this, this is real. It, I didn't make that up. <laughs> and, right. So can you share your story with us? Sure. Yeah, when we'd love I to hear was, all about it. Cause we're, when we're, I was working, <laughs> we're believers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was working, as the head nurse of this CCU in uh, California, I had 24-hour responsibilities. So 3 o'clock in the morning one night, the charge nurse on the night shift called me and said, we have got to have help. We've been doing CPR on this poor man since midnight, and our other patients are suffering because we're already short-staffed. So I said, okay. So I got dressed to go in. When I got there, the charge nurse was slumped in a corner with miles and miles of EKG tape. And if you've ever worked in a hospital, you know what that is, but it's just miles and miles of white ticker tape with the, um, how things went. It's all timed and you have to cut out about every minute and you have to put it on nurses notes to document everything you did. (laughs) It takes forever. And she said, you are not going to believe this, but this poor man, we'd had him for weeks. He'd, had he was diabetic he didn't have any legs he was on dialysis from renal failure from the diabetes and he'd had five open heart surgeries wow and she said he had a cardiac arrest at midnight 
And so they, of course, called the code, and everybody showed up, and they gave him the drugs and shocked him. And he came back, and then he would deteriorate back into ventricular fibrillation, and then they'd shock him and give him the meds. They went through three crash cards on this man of drugs, Mm -hmm. and he just, he wouldn't stay. Well, this isn't a modern ICU, and I don't know if you know this, but hospital windows are sealed. You cannot open them. It's a CDC requirement. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, she said all of a sudden, this wind came up in the room out of nowhere, and all of the papers started circling in the air and like a big tornado. Wow. Something something blew the window out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And they never got him back after that. (laughs) That's incredible. So, so, um, how does how did that you know hearing about that or knowing about that how did that impact your life uh, has it changed your perspective in any way? Well, in those I mean, days, I was pretty much agnostic when it came to any kind of spiritual beliefs, and I will say that I started to realize that you could have spiritual beliefs outside of the religion that I didn't believe in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that absolutely. Was, that was kind of a oh moment for me. Yeah, and that's I beautiful. Didn't think of a lot of it after that, but you know, I yeah, I've been to Ireland twice, and I've you know I've been around to ha- very haunted locations, and so I have absolutely had experiences with ghosts. And yeah, I got into this person, and so oh, that's that's fantastic. I love that because it, you know these uh, ghost experiences don't don't know any uh, religious barriers, borders, or boundaries. Yeah. Or, or any cultural <laughs> boundaries, right? It's all about the human family, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so very oh, much for calling in and, and sharing your experience. We hope you'll call back and share some more. And thank you for oh, letting I'm us know who you are. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much. Okay, and we are going to go to a short commercial break, and we will be right back with more callers. We all know how to manifest, or do we? Come join me October 12th in beautiful Sedona, Arizona for Manifesting in the Flow of Grace, where I'll teach you manifesting like you've never heard it before. I'm Ann Elvers, I talk to angels, and I love to share their heavenly secrets. Learn more or register at visionsofheaven.com. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to Until Death Do Us Part. And we are going to go live now with 949 Area Code. You're live on the air. Are you there? Hello. 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 You're there. (laughs) How are you? I am wonderful. This is Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Welcome to our show. Good. I I have a story of, I have a story of life and transition that I think, Listeners may enjoy. Uh, we would love to hear your story, Michael. Hear it. Absolutely. Okay. My father was in the process of dying of prostate cancer. And one, uh, and my, I had two brothers and two sisters at the time, and we would take care of him around the clock. And one time I was, as, my, as I was walking into my parents' house, my youngest sister comes out and she's fully in tears. And she just went right past me, didn't say a thing, and I walked in the door. My mom said, Dad was yelling at her. And I said, oh, about wow. what? And he said, something about a train. And so I walked back into the back bedroom where my father was, 
and he looked at me and he kind of gave me this, okay, are you here to punish me look, you know, type of thing. I looked at him and said, Dad, what's the issue? And he goes, I just wanted to know how to get the train to stop. Wow. And I looked at him and I sat there and I said, Dad, just raise your hand and the train will stop. And he kind of looked and I said, do you mind if we go through a little exercise here? So I held his hand, took him through a guided meditation. And I said, okay, the train is coming, it's coming. Go ahead and raise your hand. And then if you feel uncomfortable at all, just squeeze my hand and then you'll come back. So we took him through the medication or the meditation. He then, I could feel his body relax and everything else. And then he opened his eyes and I said, did the train stop? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, who was there? And I fully was expecting, to be honest, that it would be my grandmother, his mother, because he had loved her and adored her and, you know, she had passed. And he said, well, it was Billy. And I went, Billy? Oh, okay. And then we just continued to talk again. And I said, so next time, Dad, when you feel like the train's coming and you want to to go, just raise your hand and it will stop. Mm. Uh As I... as we finished, I noticed my mother was standing in the doorway. And so we walked out into the living room and I said, who's building? And he goes, that was his best friend when he was five years old. Oh, oh my goodness. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. That's an awesome story, Michael. Thank you. Wow. And Thank I can, you. I'll, I can continue the story if you, if you would like. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm fascinated. <laughs> so, so we go down, we go, it's now a few days later, he, my dad has slipped into a coma now, uh, or he's not awake anymore. So I go in and I'm talking to him, I'm holding his hand and I said, dad, it's okay to go. If it's time, your time to go, just remember the train, raise your hand. Don't worry. Myself and my brothers and sisters will take care of mom. Everything will be okay. And so if it's time to go, it's, it, you know, go ahead and go. Uh, we had an, uh, so we, we had this conversation, you know, naturally, he, you know, he was in the coma, not a, not awake. So that night at midnight, when my shift was finished uh, of taking care of my dad, we had a nurse come in from midnight till eight in the morning. I just said, do me a favor. My dad was a pri- very private man. So instead of sitting in the room and watching TV, as you normally do, just go in the living room, watch TV and every half hour, come and check on him. Well, that night, uh, around five or six in the morning, he passed away. So I had the call. I came from my home to the house, um, you know, cleaned him up and everything else. And then I pulled the bed into the middle of the room. I called all my brothers and sisters, all the other family members. And then we came in and we sat around, you know, around the bed holding hands. And so I said, do you mind if I just take you into a little guided meditation? We'll each do a little prayer and everything else. So again, I took him through a guided meditation, did a little brief prayer. And then I don't know where the words came from, but the words came out that dad has a gift for each one of you. So I just remained silent. And we sat there for probably three minutes, maybe five minutes. And then when I opened my eyes, my sister, who's two years younger than I was sitting directly across me and tears are just flowing down her face. And I said, does anybody want to share? And she looked and she goes, dad was there holding my baby. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, and this, wow. And this was the child that was stillborn. 
that oh none of us knew about other than her husband and my mother and father. None of the rest of us knew about it. And wow. so it was just amazing. And so it's, I just wanted to share that to give people some idea of the transition life. And then also that, you know, that life after death, that they're here and they're, and it's just a beautiful light and an enjoyment that they had. And everybody felt really wonderful afterwards. And that's beautiful, Michael. Thank that you so much for sharing. Story. Yes, thank yeah. you so much for calling in You're and welcome. sharing. Great. Yeah, thank you. That was awesome. And congratulations on your show and look forward to much success in the future. Thank you. Thank, thank you very, so very much. much. Really, really appreciate okay. it. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful uh that's yeah. a beautiful point that he makes, you know, about the afterlife and the joining together with the family members and yeah and that sort of thing. When my mom was uh in process of, of making her transition uh, you know, meaning that's a that's sort of a woo-woo terminology for dying. Dying, yeah. <laughs> so she's leaving her body, but she was um she became very jo- childlike at the end, and mm-hmm. she was in bed and, and in hospice, and um, fairly lucid for the most part. But um, my daughter Emily was sitting with me, and uh, we were holding my mom's hands and and uh, talking to her and comforting her, and she was just really my mom was really happy, and she looked out into the center of the room. And we so my daughter Emily, who was not maybe the most, uh, or the, you know, like she was on the fence about whether there's an afterlife or not, she said, Grammy, who are you talking to? And my mom said in a very childlike voice, she said, she points to the, the three people that she's talking to, and she says, my mommy, my daddy, and Jesus. And then she mouthed very quietly, yes, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And my daughter looked at me and said, oh, my gosh, Mom, that is, uh, she said, if I wasn't a believer before, I'm a believer now. So That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, oh, let's see. Yeah, we've got a call here from, from uh, 928. 928. Caller, you're on the air. Welcome. Hello, Liz and Summer, the ladies of light. This is Blair. Well, hello, Blair. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Uh, Liz, I would really like Summer, I'm going to put you on the spot, dear Sum, to talk about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal experience. I had the opportunity, I don't know if it was in your manuscript, Chased by the Light or your New Ceilings Auto, reading about your own personal experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. Could you share that with us, please? Oh, wow. Who's interviewing who here, Blair? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, very briefly, um, I had an experience uh, with with Jesus uh, appearing to me. And um, but, you know, I'd like to hear from you, Blair. What would you like to share about uh, your your experiences? Oh, come on. Come on. You're a metaphysical Christian, and you've already explained a little bit about it. So you don't want to talk about it. You want to keep this personal, huh? Yeah, we want to keep it about our audience We want to keep it about the audience and our listeners. Yeah. So share a story. Well, okay. I'm sorry. Well, then plan B would be our mutual friend who passed away recently. Can you uh, talk about any experiences you've had with our mutual friend? How about you? you? You've had experiences with him. Well, I certainly have. Yeah. Uh, it's That's one of, what we want to hear. Yeah. 
Well, I was hoping that you guys would uh, put a little input in too, but I guess you want all the callers to be all the content of your show, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we do. It's all about you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, very briefly, uh, James Madison Law uh, wrote a book about uh, death and dying and transition. And uh, even though he was such a free spirit, world traveler, pilot, uh, a woman's man, you could say, he also had a giant heart and he would go around. I remember one time in 2007, 2009, it might have been, when a, a dear friend passed away. And he spent the entire day and a half at the widow's house helping her with the transition. And I just wanted to say that in memory of James Madison Law, that he has a certain uh, essence about him that says this life right now is just a preview. It's sort of like uh, the real thing happens when we make our transition and we come back down and we ground it back into the earth on our next life. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very, very true. true. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling in, Blair, and thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And it's time now for us to go to another brief commercial break, and we'll be right back. Are your windows dirty again? At Ontiveros Window Cleaning, we offer cleaning services to residential and business properties while specializing in new construction. You are serviced by the pain and not by the hour, so you are guaranteed a quality clean. We refer to ourselves as window detailers with a nose-to-glass policy with flexible hours. So let us clear your views and bring light back into your homes again. Please visit our website at ontiveroswindowcleaning.com or send a text or call us at 801-949-0548 for a free estimate. And we are back. Welcome back to Until Death Do Us Part. You know, as we have been listening to these uh, wonderful callers talking about their experiences with paranormal, uh, the woman who talked about the uh, spirit that broke the window in the hospital, that was an amazing story. And I know that there's many of you out there that have similar stories to share. So please call in and share your story with us. When my mother passed away, um, there was a, a brief period of time before she passed that uh, we talked about what to expect when you die and what you're going to see when you get there and those types of things. And But I was really interested in having her set up some sort of signals. I wanted to know that she made it home. So I said to her, I said, Mom, when you get to the other side, I want you to come back and I want you to make the lights turn on and off so that I'll know you made it home. And when my family and I got back after her funeral that evening, I walked into her bedroom and I turned on the overhead light and within minutes, it started to flicker on and off. So I knew that my mom had made it home, that she was okay. And she was just letting me know that she was still around. And I'm sure many of you have had similar experiences. How have your loved ones connected with you after they've crossed? Yeah. You know, uh, I had a similar uh, experience with my mom, and uh, it was before she died. I said, "I said we need to set up a signal, mm-hmm. thing," and she said, "That'd be great." And what could we use? You know, what could we do as a signal? And I said, "Well, I said send feathers because you love birds." And I thought, and then I thought later, well, that's going to be kind of silly because the feathers, you know, fall from birds all the time. You see feathers all the time. 
But the thing that happened was she sent little tiny downy feathers to friends and family members all around the country uh, right after she died. And they found them in the most unusual places, like right in the center of their uh, keyboard at their computer or on, on their favorite uh, piece of workout equipment at the gym. Um, and then whenever I would think of my mom, and it still happens, when something out of the blue, I'll just be missing my mommy, and I think about her, and all of a sudden, a little downy feather just comes dropping down in front of my face. It's pretty pretty remarkable. So, oh, and um, so... Callers all over the place. Okay, so 928 area code. Are you there? You're live on the air. Hi, Anne. It's Hello, what's your name? My name is Cindy. I had one last story to share before I go. Okay. When I was in Ireland. I was in Ireland in 2013. I was listening to a lecture by the host of our group, Barry Fitzgerald, and he was telling us about the fairies in Ireland and how the people in Ireland believe that fairies are not nice. He said, no tinkerbells, nothing like that. They're more like demons. And they're very mischievous, and they have, do not have our best interests at all. And I thought, do I really believe that or not? And so he had an experience where a, he was trying to catch a fairy with a camera and almost got him. And so the, the energy came around the corner and ruptured his gallbladder. So he had this firm belief that they were not nice and not to be trusted. So <clears throat> I was standing on the, this fairy ring on the edge of it, by a hawthorn tree, thinking, I'm not sure I believe in fairies. But we came home, and I unpacked my suitcase and put this little mag light that I brought with me on my dresser, and I intentionally put it sideways. I just remember that it was in a place where it wouldn't roll off. The next evening, my little dog was dancing on the floor with something that wasn't there. He was jumping at it, jumping at it running in circles, barking, putting his tail up in the air, all of that things that dogs do when they're playing. And I went still very jet lagged. I went to bed early, but at three o'clock in the morning, the flashlight is pointed directly at me and it is on. So (laughs) I went and turned it off and I said, well, that is interesting. So I mentioned to my husband, Uh I said, don't forget the dog. And I said, oh, hmm, interesting. So he left to run some errands. I was vacuuming. I shook a rug out in the back patio, and everything was fine. I came. He came home a few minutes later, looked out in the patio, and said, what happened? And I said, what do you mean? And I looked, and we had heavy metal mesh chairs that I can barely pick up. They had stacked themselves, one on top of the other, <laughs> in a corner. The plastic table was balanced on top of that. And then the foam squares we used to protect the decking from the chairs was perched on top of all of that. Wow. Said, wow. That? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so, so awesome. So I Facebooked my friend Barry, and I said, um, I have a little issue. And he said, ah, just we, uh, we leprechaun, don't worry about it. It just wants to <laughs> get your goat. So it's oh, all right, and it'll go away. And that night, I got a little flashlight in the mail, and I had left it on the kitchen counter. We were playing cards. I'm telling the story. My husband says, you ought to turn around, and the, that flashlight is on. Oh, my so, gosh. 
Oh my gosh, I swear that you've got so many stories. You should write a book. Really, you should definitely write a book. <laughs> I have lots thank, of yes. So anyway, thank, that is, that's thank you so okay, much for sharing. Thank sure you so much for sharing your story. Bye. 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 That's awesome. How fun is that? That oh is God. so fun. Well, we have another caller at 949 uh, area code. And um, hello, 949. Are you there? Are you there? Oh. We're still on the road and we're calling. Okay, I think we just we clicked on the wrong thing. I think here, we clicked so. on the wrong caller. Anyway, um, I absolutely know that fairies exist. I have a picture of one. Really? Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I was at a, a party at my friend's house, and uh, she was taking lots of pictures of everyone that she does, and um, she sent the picture to me. And over my head there was this little tiny light, and so I sent it back to her. And I said, "Can you blow this up?" Wow. And when she blew it up and sent it back to me, sure enough, there's Tinkerbell right over my head. So for those of you who don't believe in fairies and leprechauns and all <laughs> we folk, they really do exist. Yeah. And really all of this stuff that we're talking about is very experiential. It's, it's you know, the people who experience these things, they know what they've experienced. It's not, it's not, you know, when it's not your imagination, you know, when it's not something that is, um, you know, it's just a, a, a blip on a screen or, or the light playing tricks on your eyes. You can see something in their peripheral vision. And if you take the step into the, um, the mystical and the, the unknown and say, hey, I saw you. You know, who was that? You might find that these ghosts will appear to you more often. And that's really, it's not, it's not a scary thing to have ghosts in the house. They are just spirits, as I believe we are spirits in the body. And they are, if you have the ability and you kind of tune yourself to be able to see them, you can see them. So it's, it's not something that is necessarily a scary thing. All ghosts are not like mean or evil or whatever. They're just, you just, they just don't have a body. You can't see the body, you right. can, but you can certainly see or feel the spirit. And that's a big part of what happens, I think, with people who are, uh, you know, they, their dearly departed loved ones pass. Right. And like your mom, you could feel her. Oh, yeah. You, you can feel when they're around. You can feel their love. You can feel their vibration because you're naturally tuned into it. Yeah, and you weren't. It wasn't when you felt your mom. It wasn't like a, uh, I don't know, like it wasn't like, oh, I accidentally, you know, bumped the burner in the kitchen or, you right. know, or accidentally electrocuted myself. <laughs> you, you could feel it was your mom and it was identifiable, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I've talked to lots of other people who have had similar experiences. Yeah. They know when their loved ones are around. They feel when their departed pets are around. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you want to know if you've got spooks in your house, watch your animals. Yeah. You know, because they can see them. They yeah. can see them clearly. And they will let you know. You know, my, my animals are always looking in the corners of the room. And I've got a, a dog that ran into our bedroom one night and started barking ferociously at something that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pay attention to your animals. They'll, they'll give you lots of cues. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's sort of like when if you're sitting in a room and, you know, and you don't even have to believe in this kind of stuff. But I know probably 100 percent of us have sat someplace in a room and suddenly felt someone behind us. Mm -hmm. And either, yes, there was somebody there mm -hmm. or no, there was nobody there. 
it's a sort of feeling that you, you can feel when somebody's in the room. And a lot of times if you think of it, you could be sitting at your desk and it's like, oh, you know, you might have a, a large family, but you know which kid just walked into the room just by the feel of them, even without looking at them. You can tell the presence is there. So absolutely. And we have a caller coming in. Area code five two zero. Area code five two zero. Hello. You're in the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Hi. girls. I love you both. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm not saying. (laughs) I'm loving your show. Thank you. Not exactly sure. Not exactly sure which story I want to share, and both of you share stories with me. Um, but I guess I can tell you some of my animal experiences. Other than my animals being with me, um, I have one particular little goat who I raised from a premature little baby, and he was like my child. If I could get my barking dogs out of here, we could all hear something. <laughs> and, um, and he passed. He, he had many miracles in his life. We called him Pedro the Miracle Goat. And when he passed, and I probably can't get through this without crying, so I'm going to try really hard. But All we right. buried it's him okay. or his body in a little special place in the yard, and then I I made sure everything was smooth, and I had a rug that I put over it. And I had a crazy reason a few days later to go out and move the rug, and there was a large rock right in the smooth center of the little hill where we had buried him under the rug and this was in my yard there was no one else that had any access to it the heart had a little notch kind of almost like you'd take a little hammer and just cut a little notch out of your heart because maybe it was sad and um, that was an interesting experience I felt like it had come from him or God or both and over the years now several years I have found heart-shaped rocks just like that usually a nice heart shape but with a little notch knocked off of it when I am sad or when I particularly miss him or I'm having a a moment in my life where I'm maybe not as secure about a decision and um, many times it a rock will be right in my path where I see it I've walked that way maybe 10 times and just now see it and I did speak with um, a very intuitive friend once, years after he passed, because I really wanted him to come back. And she said, well, you know he leaves you things in your path. And I said, yeah, I sure do. And I have a whole collection from tiny, tiny little ones to really big ones. And um, they mean a lot to me. I've even had friends go through things and say, I think Pedro sent me a rock today. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> that, see, that's such a beautiful story. It's it's so, it, it's like you, again, you, you can't make that stuff up when you, when you see yeah. those things over and over and over again. It's not like you're, I would, I would expect, I would suspect that it's, it's not as if you're walking around looking for heart-shaped rocks with notches, right? <laughs> they they <laughs> exactly. sort of show up. At, and they, and they're in odd places and at odd times that sometimes I'll have forgotten about them. And then there's one. You know, it's very interesting. It's very deliberate. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, our animals love us. Our family members love us. Our friends love us. And they're always trying to find ways to communicate with us. 
to let them know, let us know that they're still with us, that they love us, that the connection is still there. Yeah. So that's really a beautiful story. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm getting all teary-eyed over yeah, here. I'm getting all teary-eyed over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go boo-boo now. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That was. I love you, ladies. Love we, you. We love you too. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And we should probably go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm astrologer Barbara Goldsmith. A new decade is about to begin. We're at the cusp of a new paradigm and what better time than to treat yourself and to come to my seminar here in Athens, Greece on the 19th and 20th of October when we'll look at these energies and how you can make best use of them. Just a few places are left. Check out my website, yourastrologysigns.com. So welcome back to Until Death Do Us Part. And we're having a lot of fun here with our premiere show. I know that I think I'm, I'm <laughs> I feel sometimes like I'm, like I'm goofing up a little bit, but <laughs> it's all part of the experience and it's fun and and it's just so much fun to be here with you, you Liz. I and really love it. It's I mean, great to be here with you, too, yeah. Summer. And we hope that our listening audience is having as much fun and enjoying this as much as we are. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'd love to invite you to call in. Yes. Please call in. Our phone number is 516-666-9881. We know you're out there. We know you have stories. And we would love to hear them. And this is a really safe platform to share them. You know, there's so many people from different walks of life uh, in, in, in every category. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be like a woo-woo from Sedona. You know, construction workers, you know, everybody. Uh, you know, store clerks. I've heard some amazing stories from store clerks about the afterlife and their experiences with the loved ones and other things that have happened in their lives. So I, I know that there are people out there who have a lot of stories, and I know sometimes it's hard to share it, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but that was part of why we created this show is we wanted to have a safe place for you to have a voice, for you to share something that's personal and intimate to you. And, you know, know that you're not alone. Yeah. There are so many people out there that have had similar experiences to yours. And this is a great place to connect and share that experience. Absolutely. You know, I, I know, see, see, the thing is, you know, Liz and I have been uh, spiritual teachers for a very long time, decades, and we've worked with a lot of people with people about the afterlife, talking to them, listening to them, mm -hmm. helping them counseling and all of that in, in terms of uh, the afterlife and people who feel like they're, they're crazy because their families don't understand them. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And, and our loved ones show up in so many different ways. They're always giving us messages. Yeah. You know, it's, it's paying attention to how those messages come through for you. Yeah. And just trust it because when something happens and it feels like mom was, you know, in the room with you, if you trust that, then you can take that a little step further and really start feeling the communication with your mom or dad or children or whoever it is who might be on the other side. Exactly. And uh, same thing with angels. Um, you know, I, I, oh my gosh, angels, angels yeah. are everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, and, a lot of times angels show up as human beings. They're yeah. there to help us, to guide us, to sometimes rescue us. Um, Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I remember driving home from Salt Lake City many, many years ago when I lived in Utah. And it was wintertime and the roads were slick. And I went over an overpass. And 
I hit some black ice and my car started to spin out of control. And I looked out the passenger window and saw the guardrail and I thought, I'm going over. Oh, this, wow. This is it. And I just said, God, please help me. And the next thing I know is my car is down in the median. Now, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is no way that that could have happened. And right. I know that there was divine intervention on my behalf that night. Right. So, and I know that there are people out there that have similar stories. So please call in and share them with us. Yeah. Yeah. And if not this week, next week, but. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I was in uh, Oklahoma, Sepulpa, Oklahoma. And, um, and I was living with my then uh, mother-in-law in her house. And we had a lot of conversations about spirits and, you know, one of the things like, I mean, I, I believe I have spirit guides. I know my grandfather is one of them because he, he came to me uh, in the middle of the night when I was 17 years old. And, uh, and, and so I, I talk about, you know, people on the other side, the spirits who are there as being my spirit guides for the most part. And I wasn't raised with, um, with angels or, you know, using the, the lingo of, of these are angels, but my mother-in-law believed in angels and she was extremely staunch Southern Baptist, but we loved each other. We really got along well. And one day she came in and she said, you know, I think we're talking about the same thing. And then she tells me this story about how Archangel Michael came to her when she was very ill with a heart condition and hovered over her bed and healed her. Wow. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're pretty much on the same page, I would say. Yeah, yeah definitely. So you never know. It's just that it's just the different ways in which we express these things if we were in a, in a completely different country, like the fairies. Exactly. Yeah. In, in Ireland, right? In Ireland, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know, Liz, in your work as, a, as an aura photographer, um, you know, you've shared with me a few times about the uh, fact that dearly departed loved ones show up in your aura photos that you take. And that's aura photos. That's my valley girl. Sorry, aura photos. <laughs> aura, aura photos. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so I'd love to hear something about that. But uh, if you could explain to the audience first, what, what is that that you do as an aura photographer? What exactly is aura photography and how do you interpret those photos? Well, aura photography has been around since the 1950s. Uh, there was a scientist named Kirlian who actually uh, developed uh, this method of photography, and it takes a photo of your energy field. Every living thing has an energy field or an aura. And in the 1970s, they were able to advance the technology to a place where they could take pictures of people. And one of the things that I have enjoyed uh, in doing this, I've done years is oftentimes people's dearly departed family members, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever, will show up in these photographs. I had one come to my house once for a picture and there was literally a spirit standing between me and the camera and her. Wow. And I could see the, the image of her. I could see the white wow. light that she was. And like with your own eyes? With you my own actually, eyes. Wow. Yeah, I could wow. see her through the camera lens. And I said to her, and I knew that this is her daughter, and I wow. said, your daughter is here. And she she started to cry, and, and she said, my daughter killed herself. Oh, my goodness. And I said, well, she's here to let you know that she's okay. And when we took the picture of her, sure enough, there was her daughter's image, uh, not her physical image, but her soul image or her spirit image 
standing next to her mother. She had her arms around her, giving her a hug. It was a really beautiful healing experience. Wow, that's incredible. So when you say you, you saw it through the camera, so if you looked away from the camera, you didn't see it, but when you looked in the camera, I could you see did her. see it. Yeah, because yes. that's interesting because one of the most, uh, the easiest thing for spirits to manipulate is electricity. electricity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, I, I know that when my cousin died, my dad had an amazing experience of uh, sitting at his computer and he saw these, the whole computer screen went gray and I think the words were something like, and I, I'm not, I'm sort of paraphrasing, but this was essentially it, said, uh, tell everyone I'm okay. And that shows up on his screen, and it's in the morning. Wow. I mean, it wasn't like after, you know, a glass of scotch or something. Right. It, was, it just happened. But that is one of the easiest forms of energy that, that spirits can manipulate fairly easily after after they pass, after they transition to uh, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so pay attention to those those. Uh, Flickering lights. <laughs> flickering lights. I, yeah. had a, I had a friend who, um, her cell phone sent her a message. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it was an unknown caller. And, oh, but there was, a, uh, there was a text with it, and it was a text from the other side. Oh, yeah. You know, my friend uh, Daniel Hall uh, passed away many years ago, and, and, uh, and his wife and I were at an event, and we were on opposite sides of the room. And I see that she's calling me and I'm trying to go get something because I was one of the organizers of the event. And I, I, I go and I get, get my, uh, pull out my cell phone, one of those flip phones, you know, <laughs> and I look at it and I see she's calling me. His wife was calling me. And, uh, and then she comes running down the hallway and she says, she says, why are you calling me? You know, we're in the same building. Why are we? And we were kind of a little angry with each other that we were interrupting each other at the same time. And I said, I didn't call you. She said, well, I didn't call you. And we were like, oh, that had to be Daniel, her husband. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we just looked at each other like, whoa. That, that is really amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that it, it, it could have happened any other way. You just know it in those moments. You really do. Um, so it looks like, we, looks like we've got another caller. Um, area code 607. You are on the air. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Hi, ladies. It's Roberta. Hi, Roberta. Hi, Roberta. Nice to hear you. How are you? you? This is a great show. Thank, Thank you. you. What, what so would you like to share I just wanted today? To, okay. So I have been a hospice social worker for a number of years. So I have a lot of stories about, you know, when a person crosses over, the families come to actually get them who've already been on the other side. But there's one that really stood out in my mind. It was a woman who was pretty unresponsive for about five weeks. And she would wake up every couple of days just to have, uh, you know, a few cc's of water and then would be unresponsive. And everyone, the family and the hospice staff are like, we don't know why she's holding on. You know, she's not eating anything. You know, she's not getting enough fluids. We had no clue. Well, come to find yeah. out, it's kind of like she had one foot here and one foot on the other side. She ended up finding out during this time that she had a granddaughter that she'd never met. And her daughter actually brought her granddaughter to visit her at the home. And she woke up and had a chance to interact with her granddaughter 
and then she died the next day. Oh, wow. Wow. So so we kind of figured that, you know, during this process with, you know, her ability to be, you know, partly here and partly on the other side, she found out about this granddaughter and wanted to meet her before she died. And that's what she was holding on for. Oh, that is so oh. beautiful. Yeah, they do. The, the, the uh, people do hang on till you know, till everybody's there. A lot of times I've heard that story over and over again, so many times, but that is incredible. So she actually got to meet her, her granddaughter. Yeah, that's fabulous. That is beautiful. <laughs> thank, thank, yep, thank you so did. much. Thank for you so much, Roberta, for calling in. Thank you. You're welcome. And we have another caller from area code 808. Hello, 808. Uh, you're live and on the air. Hello, Hello. ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? This wonderful show today. I have a story. Um, many years ago, I had a very good friend who uh, we often shared books with each other. If we read a good book, we'd tell each other about it. And she told me about a book that she thought I'd like to read. I was actually going through a divorce at the time, and she had also. It was a book uh, called Woman's Reality by Ann Wilson Schaefe. And um, the book was very meaningful to me, and I actually became a student of Ann and Ann Wilson Schaefe and, and went to many of her intensives. So the book actually did had a lot of meaning. And uh-huh. years later, I was at a psychic event, and I went a little early because I was kind of wanted to support a friend who had a table. And so I was just kind of wandering around, and, and there was another lady who was setting up her table, and we just got into a conversation. I don't remember what the conversation was about, but in the middle of the conversation, this woman said to me, well, you know, I'd like to recommend a book to you. She said, it's called Woman's Reality by Ann Wilson Schaefe. And I said, oh, really? I said, I've read that book. In fact, a girlfriend of mine recommended it. And since this time, my friend, this girlfriend, um, had died in an automobile accident suddenly. Um, And I was actually the first person that the police called because my name was on on her calendar. Uh, as a friend, and they had my number. So I said to the lady at the psychic, I said, well, my girlfriend uh, recommended that book to me. And she said, well, she's here. She's here with you right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought that was pretty cool. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. And that's that's really very cool. <laughs> that wow. is very cool. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that spirit will do. You know, spirits, are, are, our loved ones will do. They will, they will get to us through something that really... It's sort of like, you know, very exclusive to you and your friend. It was very exclusive. Right. So it, so that's the way they, they can get through to us that, yes, indeed, it was them. Because yes. out, out of all the millions and billions of books that woman could have recommended you to read, she you know, that one. it was that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank, but, and, go yeah. Ahead, Liz. Yeah. thank you so much for, for calling in and sharing that beautiful story. And we have time for one more quick caller. We, uh, our caller just dropped out. Oh, she did. Yeah, okay. She did, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, really. That was a beautiful story. Okay. Well, all right. Wow. Well, 
Wow, this has been a a really fun show. And and again, thank you all for calling in and sharing your stories and your hearts. And, you know, it's just been an amazing experience for us. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of vulnerability to share those really super intimate moments of your life. and, And we can't thank you enough for being willing to do that. When every time you share of yourself on the air in this format or in public, it gives other people the freedom to speak their truth as well and and find out that they're not as alone as they think. You really are not as alone as you think. And, uh, you know, because the person standing next to you in line at the grocery store may very well have something to share as well. So thank you again for, for really being part of this, uh, our very first premiere show. It's been fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And please tune in next week. Friday, September 27th at 12 noon, Arizona time. Listen in, share your story. We want to know about your experiences. This show is about you, our listening audience. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much. And thank thank you you for for letting letting us know who you are. are.